Welcome back to Home Design Chat with Nancy. If you're remodeling or building a new home, you don't want to miss these podcasts. We share information about every component of your home. You'll learn about tile, appliances, cabinets, paint, flooring, lighting, trends. Yes, we have it all. Well, today is January 29th. I should have published this podcast on the 26th. I usually publish every Wednesday, but I apologize time has gotten away from me. I've been busy uh, designing and working with my clients. Uh, No excuse, but mm, you know how it is. Um, When you're busy, you're busy. That's about the best I can say. So let's get on with the show. I want to talk about how COVID has changed our lives. Every facet of our life has changed, and it's affected everything from how we eat, how we work in our house, how we dress. Uh, As far as eating goes, more people are cooking at home. They're trying new recipes. Um, Their uh, choice is to stay in the home, especially if they've been quarantined, not go out to restaurants, have their uh, food, groceries delivered, or do takeout at your favorite restaurant. Um, But, and unfortunately, these restaurants, a lot of them have gone out of business um, they've had to let their support staff go, change their menus, uh, change from a regular uh, sit-in dining area to only take out. Everything has changed. So hence, what do we end up with? Ah, a lot of people remodeling their kitchens because maybe they've not cooked as much as they have in the past. They're finding out that their kitchen isn't functional, that they're It's out of date. Their appliances need replacing. So if you're in that situation, um, here's a couple of hints. Don't wait till the last minute to expect that you're going to get new appliances. Um, Everybody's busy, including the contractors. So if you're planning on remodeling a kitchen, and I've been saying this for a while, don't wait till the last minute. Put your start date at six months from when you decide to do it and order your cabinets and your appliances and all of your components and have a date that's, mm, to be safe, six months from when you start so that you're not disappointed because you're going to have to be waiting for a lot of the product. But uh, not to you know change our uh, subject I want to talk about how how different we uh, our lives are changing as far as work goes. So many people are working from home, and because of the pandemic, when they had to work from home, they're choosing to continue working from home. Uh, there's a lot of advantages to that. Um, uh, you don't have to get in the middle of traffic. You don't have to dress every day. You don't have to put up with a lot of the... Um, chit-chat that goes on in offices and a lot of the rumors and we just seem to be more productive at the house um, if you've got a situation where you have a good area to work which brings me to the subject of home offices there again I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it I have done podcasts on setting up home offices the best way to do it where to do it And uh, I think everybody needs a space to work, whether it's a pandemic or not. Everybody ends up with an area in their home that they can use as a home office. And then we're doing homeschooling, 
And so you need an area for that. And Zoom meetings. Who ever heard of Zoom meetings before the pandemic? I never did. Um, boy, I'm sure the Zoom people are very happy. But um, a lot of people feel that they need a special background for a Zoom meeting or they need, of course, quiet. I was in a Zoom meeting once where the woman's huge dog decided to jump on the keyboard and put his face in the screen. You know, that might be cute the first two seconds, but if you're in a professional atmosphere, you don't want your dog all over the place. So having a sequestered area for your Zoom meetings or having an area where you can close the door, whether it's in a bedroom or a makeshift area in um, a closet even, is better than having um, an open space when you're doing Zoom meetings. Well, we are also dressing differently. I've never seen so many people wear sweats and yoga pants. Now, they're doing it on in their home, but when they go out, they're still wearing these clothes. And so I would say that our dress code has become more relaxed. I hate to say it, but more sloppy. Um, people are wearing oversized, oversized jeans. Or maybe it's going the other way and their clothes are getting too tight because everybody's getting the COVID-5 or 10 pounds. So that leads to people going to the gym, but then you couldn't go to the gym because they were closed for a while and now you have to be careful. I mean, it's just a big mess. But um, our, our uh, dress code is changing. I don't think personally that people are going to go back to dressing um, as as fancy, they'll still be business-like, but I think the three-piece suits, unless you requ are required to uh, wear clothes like that, I think everybody's going to get down to the more relaxed look. Um, one good thing is uh, cloth masks now have been banned, I want to say. Um, the KN95s and the K95s are the mask we're supposed to be wearing. So up until they changed this rule, which might have been last week, everybody was using cloth masks and they were matching their outfits. And I had said at one podcast, I guess that's going to be our new look, having masks to match. But, you know, every day the rules are changing. So we have to change along with them. So one of the big things that has changed is the socializing. That's come to a halt. Nobody wanted to let anybody in their home. They wanted to uh, stay sequestered. And with the um, many cases of COVID that are popping up all over, whether it's the Delta or the Omicron, uh, they're going crazy with the numbers. Um, every day we're getting, I live in Phoenix, and every day we're hitting 14 to 18,000 cases a day. So you have to think twice before you mingle or socialize. So that's really changed. And that's really upsetting a lot of people because they miss doing that. So before we go on, I want to talk about Studio 41. So Studio 41 is the complete solution for any kitchen or bath design project. 
They provide everything you need for your project, from complimentary design services for the best quality products and innovations available in the industry today. They have hundreds of top brands across plumbing fixtures, cabinetry, and decorative hardware. Showrooms in Illinois also offer tile and windows. Their talented team will work with you through every step of your home design project to ensure that your dreams become a reality. You can begin your project with a visit to one of Studio 41's 14 premier kitchen and bath showroom locations and explore their stunning lifestyle displays. For a complete list of Studio 41's showroom locations, go to shopstudio41.com. Now, I do want to mention that they have the majority, except one, in the state of Illinois. And they do have one in Scottsdale, which I frequent and bring my customers in there. I love that showroom. It's got everything I need. But you can still shop online. So again, go to shopstudio41.com to see their website and see what they have. So let's talk about the open floor plan. I am a proponent of the open floor plan. It's perfect for entertaining, but also it makes your home more airy, more spacious, especially if you have a small home. I hate to admit this, but I check Zillow. That's kind of one of my hobbies. I check Zillow a lot to find out what the houses look like, not only in my area, but throughout to see what the prices are, to see how they've changed. And a lot of people who are flipping homes are knocking down walls and it's very attractive. So when you walk in and you see this open space, the flooring is continuous through the kitchen, the family room area, down the halls. It looks good. And I think that's probably what sells the home quickly. And most of the homes that I've remodeled uh, have ended up with the open floor plan. Maybe not necessarily redoing or knocking down every single wall, but you know, it started in World War II where the homes were designed to have little compartments. So it was a little dining room and a little kitchen and a little living room. Of course, they never had a family room. And if you think about it and you knock down those walls and you have the big open space, it's, it's nice because when you're working in a kitchen, you can actually see the people in the dining area. Or if you're entertaining, you can have people... Uh, join in to whatever you're doing, whether it's cooking or just talking to them while you're cooking. So I've never seen a negative with the open floor plan. Of course, it depends on your lifestyle. If you have small children or teenagers, um, you, you do have to give them their own space. But, you know, it works. Um, I do like the idea of the kids maybe having a separate playroom and teenagers usually go into their bedrooms, so that's not a big deal. Uh, the one drawback I will say about the open floor plan is, and especially if you have hard floors, which we're now using a lot of, is that noise travels. So if you have a loud dishwasher, now again, if you have a new dishwasher, they're very quiet. You don't even know they're on. But if you're blasting the TV and somebody's trying to read a book, they have to do one of two things. 
go into their own space or their bedroom while the TV's on, or maybe each kid has a little TV in their own bedroom. So if you like the open floor plan, you just have to make a couple of changes to your lifestyle. Now, some people have mentioned that they don't like a kitchen that's open to the whole house because you can see the mess. And I've always said that if you design your kitchen or the kitchens I've designed have turned out to be so beautiful that it doesn't look messy. There's a place for everything. And even while you're cooking, it looks good. So no, I don't worry about that. And I don't uh, think anybody has that concern when they're my clients because they're very happy with the way everything turns out. Now, when you do have an open floor plan, you can use area rugs to delineate the spaces and make sure that they're cohesive. But you can have your sitting area and your dining area, and you can also use not only rugs, but you can lose, use a couple of room dividers, plants, um, certain furniture. So I'm not saying that your home should look like a factory loft like you've seen in the magazines that maybe exist in Chicago or New York. They're famous for that. People are getting away from that look. Well, even those lofts, they use a lot of room dividers. So I'm going to quote some designers. Many professionals have commented that due to the pandemic, the open floor plan was officially over. I disagree with that. So I'm going to quote this. The market has seen a shift towards formality and the reemergence of separate dining rooms and foyers. But as COVID-19 transformed the home into the official hub of just about everything, outlets for privacy and retreat within the space became essential. So like I said before, you can have an open floor plan because I've done these for years. And every child has their own bedroom. The parents have their bedroom or the homeowner has their own bedroom. Even if you have um, a three-bedroom house and you have six kids, you know, some people have to share, but they have their own space. I don't see where they're saying that the open floor plan is dead. We've always had our own sleeping areas. So you can change the sleeping areas to living areas for each kid. Um, so if they want to do their homework or watch TV or listen to music, and that's not working with the the rest of the family's um, um, things that they're doing in the open floor plan. In other words, if you're making dinner and a child has to do his homework, he can go in his room. Or if the teenager wants to talk on the phone in private, they can go in their bedroom. So nothing has changed. Um, I disagree with a lot of these designers. <clears throat> so why are they pushing for the closed floor plan? I read an article where a designer decided to add walls to her open floor plan. Uh, of course, she was a designer, and she had uh, sources to do these walls. But when you think about it, why do we change? Why do um, the address, um, the fashions change, cars change? Now they're changing open floor plans. It's all for the economy. So it's good one day, and then people change, and they've got to go along with the trends. Now I've done podcasts about this. You don't have to follow trends. You don't have to follow fads. You don't have to, and that goes for clothing and everything else. 
it's your life. You can do whatever you want. So if you're wearing a, a dress that somebody would say, well, that's out of style, so what? You know, you can do a couple of accessories and bring it up to date, to date. Or if you like it the way it is, wear it. The person that comes over to you and says, you know, that's out of style, that's not your friend. <laughs> I'll just put it bluntly. So by changing constantly, we're, of course, we don't need it now, but we're adding to the economy. Unfortunately, the, um, there's, there's a lack of labor. There's a uh, long lead time, like I said, with everything that we would use uh, to change your floor plan. So you have to wait. So I would say if you have an open floor plan or if you're thinking of doing it, um, make the best of it. I think it works well for everybody. And, you know, let's talk about the Zoom meeting and the office space. Um, if you have an extra bedroom or if you can turn your laundry room into an office if it's big enough or if you have a space in your bedroom, which we prefer not to use the bedrooms, but you can always have a space to do your Zoom meeting or to do your work from home. It's always existed like that. So there again, uh, the pandemic hasn't changed the, the footprint of the home. It's just, it's forced us to um, make a couple of areas more functional so that it works better for the time that you're using that particular space. In other words, uh, the multitask area, the laundry room being a place where you can turn into an office. The kitchen has always been multifunctional. Uh, kids have always done their homework in the kitchen. Uh, till they get to a certain age. Um, the kitchen has always been the place where people gather. If you've got a tiny kitchen, it's not conducive to having your guests work in the kitchen along with you, but knocking down a couple of walls, uh, again, that open floor plan fits well for everybody. And how many times have we heard people say the kitchen is the heart of the home? You know, it's true, but I am so tired of that phrase. It's way overused. People put it in their articles as if they've invented it, but it's been like that forever. Kitchens have always been used for entertaining, meetings, cooking. I mean, for years. That's where everybody ends up, in the kitchen. That's nothing new. So just by removing a couple of walls just makes it a lot easier, and you end up with different task areas in your kitchen. So I am definitely a proponent, as you can tell, of the open floor plan. A lot of guest rooms, like I said, multifunctional rooms, guest rooms. If you have a guest once a month, you've got that real estate sitting there. So a lot of people have turned it into craft rooms, exercise rooms, and even possibly an office where you can then take your laptop and move it to another area if you do have a guest. And also the master bedroom, which we've all had. Every house has a master bedroom. Now they're calling it the primary bedroom because the word master, I guess, is um, not politically correct. But people have used this space, their bedroom and bathroom, as a master suite for relaxation, reading, privacy. This has been like that for years. Nothing new there. So if you're thinking of 
either knocking down walls or changing your rooms to where they're more functional, I say go for it. Don't listen to a lot of people. So I believe that all this is just designers trying to get published by saying or sharing their, their thoughts on why the pandemic has changed, why you should do this or do that. Again, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I keep saying it's your home, it's your life. Don't follow what they say. Although I'm telling you that the open floor plan is just so ideal. I don't see any negatives. If you need to open up your kitchen because it's small, you know, look at the floor plan, look at your footprint, and it doesn't cost that much to knock down a few walls. As long as you stay within the perimeter of your home, you can stay within budget and make your house more useful, more functional, more up-to-date. I say go for it. I think they're, they're just making a big to-do of nothing. They keep saying, add the, you know, use a dining room and close the dining area. Why? You end up with little tiny spots of space. doesn't work. I'm not going to say to do it, and I don't have customers that have asked me to add walls. If anything, I'm opening up the walls. Oh, I don't know what to do about, uh, you know, a lot of these articles I read, they're so contradictory. And so you have to take it for what it's worth. You read them and you weigh it. Does it fit in your lifestyle? Do you agree with it? Just because somebody wrote their opinion on whether it's the color of the year, whether it's cozy furniture, or um, the style of the tile that you use, if you don't like it, you don't use it. I want to talk about Monogram. Monogram is an appliance company, and they make intelligent appliances built to enhance your kitchen, cuisine, and beyond. Experience peace of mind, convenience, and an optimized performance with the Smart HQ app, which elevates the way you interact with your home and appliances by allowing you to do things like preheating your oven from your phone and checking how much time remains on your dishwasher cycle. If you want to learn more about Monogram, you can go to monogram.com to learn more or visit your local showroom to see these appliances in person. That's what's changed. There's, there's things, and I was talking to one of my clients about that before. Uh, it was yesterday when we were talking about her remodel, and I said, you know, if you think about it, in the past 10 years, there have been changes in design in the kitchen and in your home that I like. Um, but if I didn't like it, I wouldn't suggest it to my client. But the idea of, uh, say, less wall cabinets and more storage, how do we do that? Well, a lot of people are looking at uh, creating a pantry area that's very functional, that's very organized. And that's the key word, organized every cabinet in your show every I'm sorry every cabinet in your kitchen and you'll find that you can do away with some of the wall cabinets to make the room seem bigger and also um, now we're bringing up the backsplash tile or material that you use up to the ceiling in certain areas 
It just if you check on uh, Pinterest, say if anybody uses Pinterest, um, or some of the websites for the uh, home and garden, or some of the magazines, house, whatever you use, you'll see that today's look is to bring the tile from the countertop up to the ceiling, surround the windows with the tile, and if you compare that to 15 or 20 years ago, you're going to see a big difference. And I like today's look. Uh, it's the kitchens are looking more open, less kitcheny. So if you're a proponent of that, you know, look at some of the pictures and save those pictures so that when you work with your designer, she doesn't have to read your mind. And pictures are worth a thousand words. So if somebody shows me something and they say, well, we'd like that in our kitchen, you don't have to necessarily copy that exactly, but the ideas and what they like are important for the designer to know. Uh, so if you are planning on remodeling, I suggest that you start saving pictures and making notes as to what you like and what you don't like in your existing kitchen. That helps your designer to know how you're working in the kitchen and be open. So um, it's very important to get on the same page um, with the designer, the designer on the same page with her client so that they can work together. The last thing you ever want to do is remodel and say, I never wanted that, but my designer insisted. That doesn't happen in my world. Every client that I've ever had, I've worked with, and they're happy with their end result. And I know this because I go back and um, take pictures of the finished product. And I've always said, well, what do you like best about your new kitchen? And they're, they're very happy. And I'll just throw this at you. I'm working with a client that um, she wants to remodel a big uh, chunk of the whole house. But they called me because I remodeled their kitchen 30 years ago. And they're so happy with it to the point where people have said to them, your kitchen is timeless. Why are you remodeling? So I did this 30 years ago. They're extremely happy with it. But now they just want to update it, expand the space, push out some of the walls and so they've asked me to work with them. So if uh, you have a designer that you're comfortable with and you um, want to change things and you've used that designer before and she knows you and you know her and you know what you're looking for, I say it's an ideal situation. If you work with a designer that you don't feel comfortable with and you are not going along with what she suggests, you've got to tell her or him that you're not happy with that, you want something different, you want them to come up with another idea, and you're going to live with this, not them. So you have to be happy with the end result. So I hope that you found this podcast interesting. I apologize again for it being late. Um, the next podcast that I do is going to be really interesting. I'm going to interview an architect from Massachusetts, and we're going to see what he has to say about um, what he does and the procedure he follows to design homes. So that should be really interesting. So I hope you did enjoy today's show, and subscribe. You know, if you don't subscribe on the platform that you listen to these podcasts, then I'm not going to know how many people really like this podcast. And also, podcasters depend on subscribers. 
because we don't get paid for this. We, I like to educate my listeners. I like to share things with you. But if you subscribe, that tells me that I've got a lot of people who are looking forward to these podcasts. And that kind of makes me feel good, you know. So don't forget to share them with your friends. And of course, your friends should subscribe too. But if you don't share them with your friends, there's a lot of information that I share that they could possibly use. So don't keep this a secret. If you want to learn more about me, you can go to nancyhugo.com. That is a website I have that shows some of my work and might answer some questions that you have about me and it'll tell all about what I've done in the past. And if you have any questions for me, you can email me at nancy at nancyhugo.com. In the meantime, stay safe. And I say this all the time. And of course, I'm emphasizing that because of this pandemic. So stay safe. Do what you got to do to stay safe. And have a great day. Mm -hmm.